0: We are back, baby NFL Eagles insider John McMullen back from the weekend. No days off for John Johnny Mac, though. He's got all the latest news and notes. Right, John? I mean, the Jason Peters story, that's never going away, is it?
1: No, it it really is a strange story. Uh, I mean, it it comes down to the Eagles have a good left tackle and he's playing right guard for all these weird reasons. Uh, And now we're talking about, in, in the wake of Andre Dillard's injury, we're talking about just people who can't play the position, Matt Pryor, Uh, Jordan Milata and and Prince Tega Wanago, who I think has a a chance down the road, but he's a very raw player, uh, a rookie, a developmental uh, type prospect. So it's just such a weird situation. And and then the Vikings trade for Yannick and Dockway, and they got to create some cap room. So coming out of Minnesota today, they're probably going to cut, their left tackle Riley reef. And people are talking about, well, the Eagles should pick him up. He's not as good as Jason Peters. It's just such a weird situation. Uh, and, and what I put on Twitter today, and we're taping this on here, here we go with the day <laughs> days of the week, Ryan, Monday? Uh, our, our one theme, I believe this is Monday. Okay. <laughs> uh, as, as we tape this, but I, I mean, at some point, you know, Jason Peters is playing hardball. He's saying, "Well, look, if I'm going to play left tackle, I got to be paid more. Who knows how much more he wants?" Uh, and, and the Eagles are said, "You signed a contract. You know, this is part of it. Uh, injuries happen. Sometimes you got to move around, uh, and that's the reason he's got to shift back to left tackle. So that's sort of the the hurdle everybody's trying to clear." And I think hardball begets hardball. And if he's going to play hardball, I think the Eagles should play hardball and say, "Look, okay, let's guarantee your incentives. He's essentially going to make three million this year; could make up to six million. So I think what Philadelphia should do is guarantee those incentives. Say we'll pay you that full six million, guaranteed. Go play left tackle. And if it says no, you know what? Then you cut him. Then you release him." <laughs> and say you're not a part of this you're 38 years old this is year by year we had decided we were going to move on from you anyway and the only reason you're back part pandemic part Brandon Brooks injury uh so this is real short term anyway and if you're going to have a cluster you know what Ryan left tackle why are you going to have a distraction of a guy who can't move uh from right guard to left tackle. And I think that's where we are. And this is kind of an ugly situation. Yeah,
0: it's my first reaction when I saw the, you know, Jason Peters is looking to readjust his contract, uh, however you want to describe it. I was like, I'm confused here. Like, didn't you come out of retirement? Didn't you meet with the Philadelphia Eagles, what, two months ago? Probably even less than that. My timeline's probably off there. And you agreed to come back and play. You are a Hall of Famer. I mean, if you decided to agree to a contract that was less than what you thought you would have gotten at left tackle, you, you're an idiot. I mean, that's a bad business move. You go in there with your agent and you get the number that you want to get. I mean, because someone else sustained an injury. Now you're going to be a jackass. It's it's ridiculous. Yeah, I I, I mean, there's a little I, I, I will say Jason didn't retire.
1: He always said he wanted to play. Okay. Now, uh, the offseason and and going through free agency, what the Peters camp was putting out there was that there were other teams interested, uh, and he wanted to come back to Philadelphia uh, because he likes it here. He waited it out and eventually came back uh, when the Brooks injury happened uh, and the Eagles had a a clear need. So that's how it was kind of spun at the time. Now – I always took that with a grain of salt because, you know, as good as Jason Peters was last year, and he was good, and I I talk about context all the time uh, in fans not looking at the rest of the league um, and not realizing how many bad left tackles there are in this league. So even though Jason Peters isn't what he once was, he was still a top five left tackle in this league last season. Um, So that part of it, I, I think, needs to be said as well. Uh, but you know, if if you are a team looking for a left tackle and you say, okay, let's put this in a vacuum and say, yeah, Jason Peters is better than what we have or what we could get, but you don't want to rebuild at left tackle with a 38 year old who might have a shelf life of another year or two. So there wasn't going to be a lot of interest for, for that obvious reason. Um, So all of that is thrown into the equation, so to speak. Uh, And the bottom line is this was the best spot for him. Jeff Stoutland loves him. Believe me when I tell you Jeff Stoutland wants to play him at left tackle. And he's just being headstrong and saying, I I don't want to play there. And and the second part of this that is really interesting, Ryan, is that he's got a close relationship to Jeffrey Lurie. And... (laughs) very, very more, uh, uh, let's, let's just put it this way. It's, it's deeper than the average uh, player owner relationship, much deeper. Uh, And Jeffrey went off on this little tangent. He had a 50 plus minute press conference, which was mainly dealing with social justice issues and the pandemic, but the few football things he got into, one of them was talking about the strange, part of this season and how he thinks things are going to unfold and he wasn't talking about Jason specifically but I, I think he kind of was talking off the cuff and, and didn't realize how this would come across and he was talking about guys would have to play different positions um, week to week because of the uncertainty maybe some guys test positive and and then as he's saying this this whole thing is unfurling behind the scenes where Jason is what? Refusing to move positions. And that is the player the owner is closest with. When you talk about the entire locker room, that's the guy who is closest to Jeffrey Lurie. And he's talking about all the other players that have to move around. And the Eagles desperately need Jason Peters to move back to left tackle. And he won't do it. (laughs) That's,
0: That's why I started out You know, my initial response with I'm confused because it just seems like a real jerk type of move. And with as you detailed, John, and and I I don't know if this is certain. This is just the optics of where I'm sitting, looking at the story. You know, I want you to maybe provide more insight. But it just seems like Jason Peters has that relationship with Jeffrey Lurie, like like you mentioned. He's been with the team a long time. He wanted to come back to Philadelphia. So why are you causing a fuss now? And why wasn't this even brought up initially? Like, hey, if Andre Dillard goes down, or if we have to move you to left tackle, like I'm sure they've discussed all of that. No,
1: you would think because I mean, how it was spun when when he finally did resign is he said, not only are we going to move him to right guard, but you also have a, a lot uh, more comfort in case something happened with Andre Dillard, whether that was him falling on his face from a, a, a playing standpoint or obviously what happened, injury. So that was all kind of mixed in. In fact, I remember the day he signed, I, I, I texted someone from the Eagles and I said, right guard, really? Hmm. Because I, I had, and I've said on this show numerous times and other platforms as well, if Jason Peters is back, he's going to be a starter and he's going to be the starting left tackle. And they said, nope, right guard, he's going to play right guard. And, but they put that context on it and said, and it gives us, uh, a, a, you know, uh, uh, an insurance policy in case something goes wrong at tackle. So that was the organization's thinking. <laughs> and all of a sudden, I, I think Jason sees an opening and he's used to being paid a lot more money. And he's saying, "Okay, let's see if I can get a little bit more out of Jeffrey Laurie. And it's a little bit strange because um, they're close. And, you know, do you want to really ring the guy who's given you all this money over the years for uh, a few more million? Uh, I guess that answer is yes. And
0: publicly, too, John, like they're close. He could have probably kept this under wraps, don't you think? Yeah, well, it's tough. I mean,
1: because, you know, Saturday uh, was the first practice without Andre Dillard, and that got moved inside. Um, So there were only two pool reporters, but I was one of them. And we saw that right off the bat. Jason Peters isn't on left tackle. Matt Pryor's at left tackle. And, you know, Doug had talked before the practice and said, I want to look at these young guys first kind of spun it as an evaluation period because we know what Jason can do, but it just didn't make sense because you need those young players to get ramped up at right guard. Cause in theory they would settle in there uh, Matt Pryor being given the first opportunity. So it kind of fits from both angles and, and it didn't make sense. Uh, and then the story came out that Jason refused to move and it only got worse on Sunday because I got to tell you that was the open practice at at Lincoln Financial Field not open to the fans but the last open practice that the media could watch uh, fully for the entire year now we go into regular season mode Uh, and Josh Sweat looked like I joked. He looked like Deacon Jones against Matt Pryor. I and I like Josh Sweat. I think he's a good player. I think he should be the third rotational end on this team, not Vinnie Curry, uh, because of his youth and his upside. But man, he looked—he looked like a world beater. He looked like a Hall of Famer. I had three sacks. Other reporters had four. <laughs> I, I mean, he was just beating them like a drum, and you can imagine his. his as good as I think Josh Schwett may be down the road, he's not Khalil Mack. He's not uh, an, an, a dominating edge rusher like you saw the Everson Griffins of the world and the Robert Quinns of the world beat up uh, on Andre Dillard as a rookie. Guys like that, uh, I mean, I, I don't see how the Eagles can go into a season knowing Carson Wentz's injury history with matt Pryor, left tackle
0: <laughs> and that would drive up the demand for jason peters even more i mean just to bring it full circle that's that's another sign if you're in the jason peters camp like <laughs> look what just happened no disrespect to josh sweat like you said he could be a somewhat legit but you don't do that on a daily basis you know um now that, that's just the reality so if Jason Peters is there playing
1: left tackle, he probably doesn't even sniff the quarterback,
0: to be honest. Exactly, uh, exactly. So what happens and, here, do you think, John, with Jason Peters? Where does this go?
1: Well, it's interesting because, as I mentioned, Rodley Reef in Minnesota coming off the Indocue trade, it's pretty clear that they've given him uh, um, either renegotiate your contract or we're going to release you. And they've given him till tomorrow, which is Tuesday to make that decision. And he's told uh, his teammates that he thinks he's getting cut, which tells me that he doesn't want to renegotiate. So you're going to have a starting left tackle on the market. And it's a good, it's its it's a good player, not a great player, but a solid competent left tackle. So, everyone is jumping on that bandwagon. But from the Eagle standpoint, again, it doesn't make sense. He's not nearly as good as Jason Peters, at left tackle. Uh, and then you're bringing in the player to play left tackle. And you're probably going to have to give him more money to get him here than you're paying Jason Peters. So I think that creates some angst as well. There's only, and that's why I, 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 I've advocated and I'll say this again, you know, Jason is playing hardball, So you got to play hardball. And you say, we'll guarantee you those incentives go play left tackle. And if he says no to that, then you have to release him. And that's the reason why, because you can't bring in a Riley reef and pay him more than Jason Peters and not create that, that dysfunction in the locker room. So if that's the way you're going to go, you got to get rid of Jason Peters.
0: <laughs> but, you know, when you mentioned, John, everyone's jumping on that band uh, bandwagon. And that's when you were referring to, you know, going out and getting a left tackle. So is everyone when you say that statement, I know you're, you don't mean literally everyone, but they're preferring that over Jason Peters. Or is there a possibility they do that and keep Jason Peters? Well, I, I think the Eagles
1: would. Uh, I, I let's say this from from a. I don't see why the Eagles would want to do that. Yeah. Because again, Jeff Stoutland knows Jason Peters is the best man for the position. Um, the Eagles know that. The Eagles certainly know that Riley Reef isn't uh, as good a player as Jason Peters, but he is younger, um, and, and he's got. Uh, more years left in his career, obviously. And again, you would have to pay him more. You wouldn't have to pay him what Minnesota he gets. His salary right now is, is huge as a starting left tackle. Obviously, he's not going to get that after his release, but he's certainly going to get more than $3 million because, trust me, as I always say, there are tons of teams in this league that need left tackles. Teams are going to be lining up for a competent left tackle. It's not just going to be the Eagles. might be a mini sort of spending spree for teams bidding against each other. Um, That's how desperate you are at the left tackle position for a number of teams in this league. So that's part of it. And then the second part is when you say everyone, I'm talking about the fan base. For whatever reason I've talked about this, people have been spoiled by the offensive line in Philadelphia. They think Jason Peters stinks. <laughs> uh, not everybody, but a lot of people. And again, when they see other left tackles, forget about Matt Pryor, even a competent left tackle like Riley Reeve, look, when he, he, he's solid against average players, and he can play, and you're going to say, that guy's pretty good. And then Khalil Mack's going to show up and make him look bad. Uh, he, he has a lot of trouble with speed rushers. Uh, people don't understand how good Jason Peters is. Now, there's issues. Uh, uh, obviously, the fall starts. Obviously, he's always hurt. He's he's missing games, at, uh, missing plays. Uh, you hope he doesn't miss games, but he's he's tapping out in certain situations. So all of those are legitimate criticisms. But again, I mentioned pro football focus. They had him graded as the number two left tackle in the entire NFL <laughs> Number two, right? Number two. Now they're not perfect, but if they tell you someone's playing well, they're generally playing well compared to their peers. And that's the point other than Ronnie Stanley and you know, a guy like David Bakhtiari is probably going to have a better year than Jason Peters. Uh, A lot of guys had issues last year with injuries that play left tackle, but he'd still be top 10. And, and Riley Reef is probably of 32 left tackles, probably right there in the middle, 15, 60. Yeah.
0: That's probably where he is. <laughs> it's really, uh, it's an interesting dynamic. And we ended up spending the entire episode just talking about this because there's just so many branches to this story and so many different directions that we can go down with Jason Peters here. I mean, you can look at it and say he's being a jerk. You can look at it and saying say that he's being business savvy. I mean, the demand is up. He's a Hall of Famer. It's just, it's just a little head scratching the timing because he just returned. But who knows where this? Well, to I go. think
1: you bring up a good point, Ryan, yeah. and and you say those two things. I don't. I think he's both. I I don't think those two things are mutually exclusive. Mm-hmm. He's being business savvy, and he's being a, a you know what as well. Yeah, he's, he's being both. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, uh, so I I don't think those two things, as I said are in a conflict he's doing both of those things he's being business savvy and he's trying to ring every last dollar he can and that's understandable at 38 everybody talks about how much jason has made but you know hasn't been good with his money i'll just say Mm. (laughs) clandestine this is a podcast so i can be honest
0: you can be honest so
1: that's part of it as well
0: so To wrap up this episode, and we're going to get into much more because there's a lot more to get into around the Philadelphia Eagles. So um, stick around and you can head over to the next episode regarding everything else besides Jason Peters. Uh, But to wrap this up, John, are the Eagles going to play hardball as you suggested, or are they just going to give in? I think uh, it depends on your
1: definition of give in. I think ultimately they're going to give in and Jason Peters is going to be uh, the left tackle. I don't know if they're going to guarantee him. Remember, he signed a $3 million deal, but he can make as much as $6 million uh, with the incentives. I think what they're going to do is guarantee those incentives. And that'll be the bump and say, okay, you don't have to worry about reaching this. You don't have to worry about playing in a certain amount of games. We're going to guarantee that 6 million. And I think that'll be enough to get them at left tackle. Remember behind the scenes, everybody's going to be lobbying them and Jeff Stantlin loves them and, and Lori loves them and everybody's going to be lobbying uh, for this to be the end game. And ultimately I think they get there. Um, but uh, i seen stranger things happen as well. And if he continues to go down this road, Eagles got to look at other avenues as well.
0: The on again, off again, hot and cold story of Jason Peters and the Philadelphia Eagles. And we'll continue to have it right here. Every time that switch flips right here on extending the play with NFL Eagles insider, John McMullen follow John on Twitter at JF McMullen subscribe to the podcast. Uh, on YouTube at Jacob Media with a K and anywhere you get your podcasts, all the platforms. And we got much more right here. So tune into the next episode. Peace.